Welcome to the Yakima Vineyard. We are so happy to have you here. It is 1030, so if you guys have your coffee or your snacks, feel free to find a spot. We're going to get started with some announcements. Hi. You look lovely today. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, so who else do I see here who's having it in their seats and ready to go? Shauna's ready to go. Look at that. Kelly's ready to go. Awesome. Well, good morning. We're going to start off with some announcements that are up on our slides. Um, for those of you um, that are interested, June 5th, after it flipped, but I'm going to keep talking about it. June 5th, we are going to have Sunday, Sunday. So after service, we are going to be in the tap room having ice cream Sundays. That is also Pentecost Sunday. So we would love for you to join us. We're going to have ice cream. It's going to be so much fun. So um, and I'm still hunting down keto options, too, for you keto people that I know exist. So um, just a reminder, Vineyards Men Breakfast is every second Saturday. We just had one this last week, right? Good, good showing. Lots of, lots of, there's always bacon there. So gentlemen, go. Meat and bacon and all those things. It's great. Um, okay, the next thing we're going to talk about, if you have your phones and you have a calendar on your phone and you are interested, and you should be interested because outdoors are amazing. I just talked to my friends about going up to Rimrock this weekend. Um, and so June 24th through the 26th at family camp, we are going to have a family camp. And so what that looks like is we're going to be up at Clear Lake because we got some reports about Rimrock not being the ideal camping situation this year. And so we switched it to Clear Lake. Raise your hand if you've been to Clear Lake before. Yes. Where are my Clear Lake people? Yes. Guys, Clear Lake is amazing. You know, little Strawberry Island, like kayaking over there and like just having some time in nature. So much fun. So um, we are going to have family camp June 24th through the 26th. So either memorize that in your brain or put it in your calendar because it's going to be awesome. That day, the Saturday, we are going to have baptisms up there. Um, so if you are interested in baptism, you can speak to me or Dave. I don't see Dave right now. But um, you, you guys know Dave. And um, talk to him about... Hi. I thought you were saying something to me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so um, we would love, love, love for you to be a part of that. And then um, the next, their slide is not popping up yet, but July 17th, that's also a date to mark in your calendar. We are going to Slide Waters again, um, and it's going to be super fun for those of you that went, is it the 12th? Thank you for correcting me because I missed it. Yes, the 12th. Okay, thank you. Um, slide Waters. So we're going to have a caravan. We're going to meet here. We're going to go to Slide Waters. It's super, super fun, super fun. Don't miss it. I'm making eye contact with you because it's going to be awesome. Anyways, so I would like to introduce my lovely Pastor Dusty to come up and um, get our service started. Good morning, guys. Welcome to the vineyard. Five. There we go. Thank you, sir. My amazingly wonderful, exceptionally gifted friend Trey is in the process of learning to do sound for us to help offload some of the things that I do, which I am deeply appreciative of. Thank you, sir. Um, this morning, I wanted to start off with just giving you guys some information. So uh, we, we kind of never talk about this. And so this morning, I'm just going to do a real quick discussion. So we have 
a website. It's yakimavineyard.com. Pretty easy to find it because it's literally yakimavineyard.com. Um, announcements and such that Kat was talking about this morning, if you go on here, like all of our information is on here. So if you go here, there's announcements. You can see, oh, when was that thing that was happening at this time? We try really hard to keep this updated and the information on there. When's men's breakfasts? Oh, men's breakfasts are on these days. So that's your information, like if you need to know something. One other thing I wanted to point out, because we, we just really don't ever talk about it, is our giving. You might have noticed here um, something is unusual. We don't take tithe on Sunday morning. Um, Bill Gates is not underwriting us. Jeff Bezos did not, like, decide, you know, forget Blue Origin. I don't need to go to space. I want to support Yakima Vineyard. That didn't happen. Um, so it's all of us, and I'm saying us because I tithe too. It's all of us trying to support what we're doing to reach the community for Jesus here. So we do that online, and then if you look back to my insanely handsome young friend Aaron Boffman back there, to his left is a box. And so if you're like an OG, you still do cash or you write a check, you can drop it in that box, someone checks it, they deposit it through some kind of old school magic thing called going to a bank that I haven't done in, I don't know, a few decades. But like if you're, so if you want, if you want checks, or if you want to drop off a check, it goes in there. So there's online and then there's that. Um, I'll mention this again in six months or something. Usually, I thought that might be funny, but apparently it wasn't. In my head, in my head, it was kind of funny. Um, but we believe in tithing. We believe it's important. We believe it's something that God has called all of us to do. Um, Kat, just because I missed it, did you, where is Kat? Did you mention the, that's what I thought. Okay, so I'm going to mention it. Um, the five-step prayer model, we didn't have enough people sign up to do it right now. So what we are going to do is we're going to hit this in the fall, and we're going to hit it hard, and we're going to bug you. Like, you're going to get annoyed with us wanting to help train you how to better pray for people. Can anybody pray for somebody? Yes, they can. There's no question about it. That's not an argument. It's not up for discussion. Everybody gets to play. Like, you can pray for people. There's certain things that we suggest, like I'm just going to give one real quick thing. One thing, like when you're praying for somebody, this isn't a time to give advice. Like, you know what? I know you're asking me to, to pray with you about your finances. Have you considered investing in Microsoft? Like, you know, that's not the time. It's not the place, right? I mean, what we, what we should do is we should hear people's struggles, what they're wrestling with, and say, okay, how... How can I join with you in seeking God and praying for you that he would meet you where you're at, right? So that's just, that's a little example of the kind of things of, of what we're training you to do. Again, don't hear me saying that you can't pray without this class because that's not true. <laughs> so I don't want you to hear that. This is just as we're praying for other people, what are some things we should keep in mind and that we should know? Um, that's all I had for that, and I did the Yakima Vineyard thing. We are currently going through an overview of the Gospel of Luke. This week we're going to be in Luke 15. And Luke 15, 
I got lucky. I, I was um, joking with uh, my friend Dave yesterday, which he's, he's actually speaking at another church this morning. Um, with my friend Dave yesterday, I was like, so two weeks ago in our text, it came up where I needed to, like, because we're just, we're going through the Gospels and we're going through the Scripture, and it's like, whatever the next Scripture is, that's what we're talking about. So two weeks ago, I had the opportunity to talk about hell. And this week, I get to talk about the parables. And so I was like, I think that maybe balances out for me. You know, I had to, like, push into, okay, what is hell? What does this look like? Like, what is our thoughts about hell? You know, and we kind of had a discussion about that and talked about Gehenna and Shoal and the different interpretations and different thoughts from different faith traditions of Christianity and Judaism, and we discussed all that. Um, and approaching that can be a bit of a challenge in 30 minutes on a Sunday morning, because you just don't have a whole lot of time to really truly open that stuff up. Um, and so this week, I get the extreme pleasure, which because I love these parables, of Jesus talking about three different par- parables that all are kind of pointing towards the same aspects. They're all, they're all, Jesus is revealing something through these three stories to his listeners and specifically to a certain group of people, which we'll get into. That's my preface. Luke 15, 1 through 2 says this. Now the tax collectors and sinners, I like that they were mingling, were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners, and he eats with them. How dare he, right? Like, what is Jesus thinking about hanging out with people who sin? I mean, what kind of loser would do that, right? What is Jesus thinking about hanging out with sinners? I mean, doesn't he know that he might, like, get a bad name in his community if he's hanging out with people who, like, sin? And, and even worse than sinners, people who collect taxes, as being someone who recently paid his taxes, I kind of get their angst a little bit. I'm like, why are you hanging out with this dude that just took my money? Um, like, I get it, right? Like, and so they had these barriers, these, these things of like, why, why is Jesus, why is pastor, why is this prophet, why is... This person that I follow and that I've seen heal people, why is he hanging out with these guys? I mean, they're not, they're not who he should be hanging out with. He should be hanging out with, with us, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he's a teacher of the law. Why isn't he with us? Why is he with them? Like, I, like you can kind of understand, right, why, why they're confused about that. Here's the thing. Jesus didn't care how he looked to other people. His purpose was to bring the kingdom of God to earth. His purpose was to reveal Father God to all of us. And that was ever so much more important to him than his reputation. That was so much more important to him than his reputation. So he talks about three different illustrations in the parables today, and I'm actually going to try and read through all of Luke 15. It's not huge. So if you have, my, my advice, my suggestion, my encouragement to you would be after this Sunday morning, go, go read Luke 15 for yourself. So he talks about a sheep, a coin, and a lost son. I'm going to jump in here. The first parable is the parable of the lost coin. 
So Jesus, starting in verse 3, told them this parable. Supposing, oh, hold on, I got my slides out of order. Okay, I'll fix that. All fixed. So Jesus told them this parable. Supposing one of you had a hundred sheep, and you lose one of them, what will you do? Why, you'll leave the 99 out in the countryside, and you'll go looking for the lost one until you find it. And when you find it, you'll be so happy, you'll put it on your shoulders and go home. And you'll call your friends and neighbors in. Come in and have a party, you'll say. Celebrate with me, for I found my lost sheep. Well, let me tell you, that is how glad they will be in heaven over one sinner who repents. More than over 99 righteous people who don't need repentance. So Jesus is telling them the story. That God seeks after us when we run away from him. Has anybody here other than me ever run away from God? Said, God, I don't need you. Jesus, I'm not so sure that I really can do this. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know. Like, Jesus, you don't know the bad things I've done or the places I've gone or the things that have happened to me in my life. And I... And, and we, we walk away from God, right? We run away from him. All of us have done it, I'm sure. I don't, I don't think I'm the only one in this room who has ever run away from God before. This tells us that God is going to come after you. So he doesn't want to leave you out there in your brokenness. God doesn't want to leave you out there in your sin. He wants to redeem you. He wants you to have a relationship with you. Jesus loves you. He's like that annoying ex that keeps calling and texting and won't leave you alone. <laughs> Not really. I'm teasing. But you know, like somebody who just won't, like, they, he just, they won't let you be? Um, C.S. Lewis refers to God as the hound of heaven. How we're like a little rabbit who tries to run away, and, and God has your scent, and he tracks you, and he follows you. And he knows where you're going. And even when you find that deepest, darkest hole, and you throw yourself in it, and you pull the dirt over the top... He can still smell you through it. God can still find you. He's still going to look for you. And now we go back to my previous one. Maybe. The parable of the lost coin. Or supposing a woman has ten drachmas and loses one of them, what will she do? Why, she'll light a lamp and sweep the house and hunt carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she'll call all her friends and neighbors in. Come and have a party, she'll say. Celebrate with me. I found my lost coin. Well, let me tell you, that's how God's angels feel when a single sinner repents. See, God gets so excited when we recognize our need for him. He gets, it says angels celebrate when we come to him and we repent and we say, Lord, <laughs> I'm sorry for running away. Lord, I, I, I'm sorry for just kind of doing my own thing and leaving you in the dust. Lord, forgive me. It says that there's a party in heaven when we do that. And again, over and over, Jesus is making the same illustration. And who's he talking to? You know, he's, he's really talking to the Pharisees. He's saying, hey, look, heaven celebrates when one of these come to me, 
And here you are judging them. Here you are looking at them saying, Jesus, why are you hanging out with those people? Right? And so Jesus is telling these, these, these stories. Jesus is telling the Pharisees these stories, hoping that they'll finally get it. And then he finishes with the parable of the lost son. Although, and I chose this picture for a reason, I almost think this should be called the parable of the running father. Right? Because he, as you'll hear in the story, when the lost son shows up, the father goes running to them. He leaves the older son behind. He leaves all his farm hands behind. And he goes and he runs to that lost son because he's so excited that he can't contain himself. I'm going to take a quick drink of water because this is the rest of the scripture here. Jesus went on. Once there was a man who had two sons. The younger son said to the father, Father, give me my share in the property. So he divided up his livelihood between them. Not many days later, the younger son returned his share, or turned his share into cash and set it off for a country far away where he spent his share in a good time. And when he had spent it all, a severe famine came on that country and he found himself destitute. So he went and attached himself to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the fields to feed his pigs. Now, just a quick moment of context here. In the Jewish tradition, pigs were unclean. You couldn't touch pigs. You couldn't eat pigs. You didn't want to be around pigs. Like it, it, was make, it would make you unclean to be interacting with these animals. And so this young Jewish man ended up, his job, after he ran out all of his inheritance money, his job was to take care of these unclean animals. He longed to satisfy his hunger with the pods that the pigs were eating. Yet nobody gave him anything. He came to his senses. Just think, he said to himself. These are all my father's hired hands with plenty to eat. And here I am starving. I shall get up and go to my father. And I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I don't deserve to be called your son any longer. Make me like one of your hired hands. And he got up, he left, and he went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him. And the father's heart was stirred with love and pity. He ran to him. He hugged him tight and kissed him. Father, the son began, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I don't deserve to be called your son any longer. But the father said to his servants, hurry, bring the best clothes and put them on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the calf that we fattened up and kill it. Let's eat and have a party. The son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he's found. And they began to celebrate. The older son was out in the fields. And when he came home, he got near to the house. He heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked, what was going on? Your brother's come home, he said. And your father has thrown a great party. He's killed the fatted calf. Because he got his son back safe and well. 
the brother threw, flew into a rage, and he wouldn't go in. Then his father came out, and he pleaded with him. Look here, he said to the father. I have been slaving for you all these years. I've never disobeyed a single commandment of yours. And you never even gave me a young goat so that I could have a party with my friends. But when this son of yours comes home, once he's finished gobbling up your livelihood with his whores, you kill the fatted calf for him. My son, the father replied, you're always with me. Everything I have belongs to you. But we have to celebrate and be happy because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost, but now he's found. Heaven celebrates when someone turns back to God. Heaven has a party. They have a celebration. If you're ever distant from God, if you've ever felt like there's just no way of coming back, or the people in a church might look funny at you and think, what's that person doing here? They don't deserve to be here. I want you to remember the three stories that Jesus told the Pharisees. And yes, you belong. You are a son or a daughter of Jesus if you have chosen to follow him. And even if you walk away, even if you turn from him and start doing your own thing and ignore Jesus, when you repent and when you turn back around and when you choose to come back to Christ, we know from the words of Jesus himself that he is the greatest example of the Father that we've been given. If you've seen the, Jesus, you've seen the Father. So if you're worried about how God would react to you if you come back to him after you've been away, this is how he reacts to you. He comes running for you. He embraces you and he hugs you and he kisses you and he shows you his love because he wants nothing more than to have you with him. That's his heart. That's the heart of a father. I'm a father. I have a son. If my son took off, started doing his own thing, lived a crazy life, and came back to me, my son Cormac came back to me and said, Dad, I screwed up big. I don't know if you can forgive me, but I'm sorry. I can tell you right here and now, that's me just a little fatter. <laughs> but that's me. I am going to book it to my kid. I am going to hug him. I am going to tell him that I love him and that I care for him and he's mine and I'm probably going to chain him to his bed. Because <laughs> I love that kid. And that's how Jesus feels about you. That's how Jesus feels about you. So why do you think Jesus felt it necessary to respond to the criticism of these religious leaders with these stories? I think that final parable is the one that kind of holds the key to that. He wanted them to understand. They're, in this story, they're the elder brother. They've been following God. They've been keeping the commandments. They've, they've been doing the right thing. 
I just to make this a little bit personal, um, I've I've followed God most of my life. If I'm being honest, I, I was a church kid. I went to youth group. I I went and went into a church internship right out of high school. I was a virgin when I got married. I've never been drunk in my life. I've never done drugs. Like I did lots of of things that you're supposed to do, right? When Jesus forgives somebody who didn't do all those things, it doesn't make me mad. It makes me happy. I am stoked that God wants you and that he loves you and that he cares for you. And it doesn't, like that... I am not your judge, and you should all be very happy about that, that it is God and not me, because I am not nearly as patient as Jesus is. I can be rough. There's been a couple times in my life when I got mad at my son and I scared the bejesus out of him where he was like shaken. I don't get mad much. When I do, it's ugly. So you don't want me as God. But as an elder brother, as someone who identifies with that person in the story, I don't hate that God wants you if you've run away from him. I don't hate that if you've fallen into all the stuff that this guy did in the story and you went and did those things and you come back to the Lord You are my brother. You are my sister. I love you. You have an equal place as I do at the table. And there is no distinction between you and I in the eyes of Jesus. You are just as worthy. You are just as holy. You are just as righteous because of what Jesus did on the cross. And I want you to hear that. I want you to hear that. See, the problem is we're living in this world. And I'm sure all of us could attest to the fact that this world's love is conditional. Are you smart? Are you pretty? Are you wealthy? What's your position in society? What kind of car do you drive? How big's your house? How are your investments doing? Everybody's is bad right now. But, you know, all those kinds of things, right? Like, I'm sorry if you invested in Dogecoin. You have my sympathy. But, like... This world's love is so conditional. It's transactional. When we see Jesus on the cross, that he did that for us. And all he asks is that we recognize that he is God and choose to follow him. Say, Jesus, you're my Lord, you're my God, you're my Savior. And I choose to follow you. That's what he asks. And you have his love. That's the condition of his love. To say yes. Your yes is the condition of his love. Now does that mean you keep destroying yourself and that makes him happy? Nope. It's not. Because it doesn't. Because he doesn't want to see you hurt. He doesn't want to see you harmed. He doesn't want that for you because he loves you. So I don't want you to hear that either. But if you do, he still wants you.
And he'll come running. He'll come running. So I think the invitation today that's extended to me, that's extended to you, that's extended to all of us each and every day is how are we going to respond to the God that is revealed to us in Luke 15 in these stories? How are we going to respond to that kind of a God who comes running towards us even after we took our inheritance and we blew it? Will we say yes? We all have a choice. Each and every day we have a choice. How will you respond? Because I want to tell you this, and I know this from my own personal experience. That once Jesus gets a hold of you, and you really like... The Holy Spirit gives you a sense of just how deep and how rich and how vast God's love is for you. Like just how much God cares about you. It's, it's nearly impossible to get away from. Because he's going to keep reminding you over and over that he loves you. And that he cares about you. And that he wants you. And even in the midst of your mistakes, even in the midst of your stupid choices, even in the middle of your pain and your heartache and your brokenness, Jesus wants you. And Jesus loves you. And Jesus died for you because you're that important. You're that important that Jesus would die for you so that he could bring you into the arms of the Father like we heard of the story today. I'm going to pray. If I could get the worship team, if you guys would come up while I pray. I'm going to pray, and we're going to go into a time of worship. And then in the midst of worship, we're going to have a time where um, we're going to pray. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to be with us. Um, if, and I want you to kind of keep chewing on the stories you heard today in your mind. And if you're someone who, maybe you've, you've wandered away from Jesus. Maybe you've maybe you've gone down some of the paths that that younger son did. Maybe you have been in the process of taking all that God gave you and blowing your inheritance and destroying your life. I would like for you to consider allowing us to pray for you this morning and letting the Holy Spirit come to you and let you know that you are loved that you are cared for, that you are cherished, that Jesus wants you right where you are in this moment now today. And, and I, I, I just, I feel through the Holy Spirit there's a couple of you, like you feel that, like you feel there's something going on in your heart and your heart rate's actually maybe increased a little bit right now. And I just want you to know that that's just the Holy Spirit stirring up the knowledge of Jesus in you and God's love in you. And I don't want you to just walk out of here today and let that go. I don't want you to walk out of here today and just let that go. Let us, let us encourage you. Let us pray for you. Let us express God's infinite love for you today. Because it is infinite and everlasting. So Lord, bless us as we go into worship. 
Holy Spirit, would you meet us this morning right where we are? Come, Lord. Come meet us today, Jesus. Lord, we proclaim that you are good. From Genesis to Revelation in the scripture, Lord God, we see that you are good. So, Lord, would you continue to reveal yourself today? Amen.
tears from our faces dwell in the midst of us you can have your
and give us yourself, God.
I feel like we're supposed to spend a little bit of time just resting in Jesus. We thank you for the peace that only you can bring.
just love us so much. Lord, we do. We, we declare that you are good. You are good, Jesus. You're so good to us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you. Um, I, I'd like to invite my, my prayer team. Could you guys, would you pop over in the West Sanctuary here? Um, a couple of things I, I felt like the Lord was kind of just bringing out in, in the middle of worship. One, um, what, what our message was on this morning. If, if, you, um, if you've never made like a, a choice, a, a conscious choice that Jesus, I choose to follow you. Lord, I, I recognize Jesus, what you did for me on the cross, that you, that you love me, that you wiped away my sins, that, that you are for me, that you're like that father in the story that you come running for me and you wrap your arms around me and you love me. If you've never experienced that kind of love from Jesus, I want you to, um, and you feel kind of a, a stirring in your heart that you want to experience that kind of love, that you want to know how much Jesus loves you. Um, I would just encourage you to go find one of my friends over here. I trust every single one of them. They're amazing. And, and let them pray for you. Um, even if you're somebody who you've, you've been following the Lord and you feel like you've just been in this, this patch where you're like talking to a wall. Like you used to pray and it felt like God responded to you and now you pray and it's like you may as well be, be talking to a rock on the side of the road. Like it's just that, that relationship that you had, that interaction, that interaction that you felt like you had with the Lord, it's just not the same anymore. Um, I feel like God wants to stir that up in you again. I feel like Jesus wants to meet you this morning and, and stir up the Holy Spirit in you. And, and he wants to meet you right where you are today and, and just stir that up in you. Um, and so if that's, if that's you, when we, um, we'll, we'll go back into um, not worship, but just a time of, of prayer and um, just um, kind of reflection on the Lord. As we're doing that, um, I want to encourage you to um, just really seek the Lord and see what he's speaking to you this morning, if any of this is for you. Um, I had one, one other thing. Um, there's, uh, I felt like the Lord was showing me that there's somebody here who you've been having trouble with your knees and that when you walk, you have a pain in your knee and specifically uh, in the left side kind of in here um, below, the, below the kneecap on the left-hand side. And when you walk, it's painful. Um, and I feel like the Lord wanted us to pray for you this morning that, uh, you know, he may meet you this morning and, and heal that knee for you. 
Um, so if that's you, again, go over my friends here. I encourage you to let them pray for you. Um, I'm going to pray, and we're going to... Um, Trey, could you just put the, um, the prayer playlist thing on Spotify on for us? Sweet. Thank you, my friend. Um, so, Lord Jesus, we thank you for meeting us this morning. Holy Spirit, I just ask, would you come stir, stir in our hearts, Lord, um, what you've been speaking this morning, what you've been revealing to us, God. Holy Spirit, would you continue to do your work? Jesus, we thank you that you're not some far-off, distant God who's completely uninterested in us, but rather you're a God that when you see us, you, like, drop everything and you come running to grab us. That you're that kind of God. That's how Jesus revealed you to us. And we thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for that, Jesus. I'm so grateful that that's the kind of God you are. So, Holy Spirit, would you continue to come? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Um, so, just as folks are getting prayer, again, we're going to put some music on. I encourage you to go get some prayer. Um, we're going to kind of just end in service here. Um, if you want to hang out, hang out. I encourage you, if you, if you want to just kind of stay in this space and talk to God, give yourself some time to just sit and speak with the Lord and let him speak to you. Um, I feel like God's doing some stuff just kind of where some of you are right now. Um, so just let him continue to do that. And I just, um, one final thing, I just felt like I was supposed to do this. Trey, you're right. Um, I just feel like I'm supposed to pray a blessing over you. So, um, Lord, I just ask, would you bless my friends with your peace today? Would you bless them with your spirit, Lord Jesus? Lord, I just speak a blessing and every person here, Lord God. Holy Spirit, I ask, would you reveal yourself to them as they walk out through this week, Lord God? Lord, would you give them that peace that passes all understanding, that peace that sometimes doesn't even make any sense, a peace that's going to be with them as they go through their week? Lord, um, I just, I sense there's a couple of folks who you've got some challenging things coming up this week, and I feel like I'm just supposed to pray this over you, peace be with you. Peace be with you as you're in those situations, as you're in those conversations, as you're in those um, spaces where it maybe feels uncomfortable. Holy Spirit, would you come and would you walk alongside my friends? And I speak peace over you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. May you have peace. Amen. Amen. Woo. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> Bless you guys this week. Again. Don't leave if you feel like you're supposed to get prayer. Go get prayer. Don't be silly and walk out the door without it. Bless you guys.